Welcome to the Scott and Sue Project Podcast, where we journal our wandering into the realm of helping others. We are currently using our time and talents to tackle the problem of homelessness in our community. Hello, Scott. Hi, Sue. How are you doing today? Oh, yes, I was supposed to ask that. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> playing with pauses here. <laughs> Messed up our uh, back and forth. But um, I'm, I'm surviving. I, I did a, a quick 20 minutes run today. Uh, definitely feel more blood running uh, through my body, my brain. Definitely waking me up today. Um, how about you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's, we're doing this on a Saturday morning, um, which is different than our typical recording time. So hopefully we're going to be a little more excited and fresh. (laughs) Yes. And we should be open about this. Uh, it had, it is a struggle, uh, doing this, uh, and you know, in my run, uh, I was trying to remember where I got this from, and it's just about the big rocks, right? Uh, the you know the way to organize our work, uh, put the big rocks first, and then the smaller rocks, and then you fill up the rest, and that's how you go about being effective in life. But the problem is, uh, what if you have too many big rocks? And <laughs> I feel like that's that's uh, like the story of both of us um, trying to juggle uh, important things in, in our lives, whether Scott with your family, your mom, uh, work and church, um, and me same with the, my teenagers. And uh, it, it just sometimes gets overwhelming, plus, um, plus work. And, but at the same time, you know, I... <sighs> You know, while I, um, while I think about this, um, you know, that these are opportunities I feel uh, that I'm uh, thank uh, should be grateful for to have uh, opportunity to to work on this because, you know, as we speak, you know, I, you know, we know uh, we have friends in India that is, uh, you know, being hit hard by. Uh, a rise in COVID cases and uh, have friends there, families that are uh, impacted, um, they're not well, uh, families being affected, all that. And, uh, and of course, you know, with uh, back to the, the things we're working on here, you know, trying to see what we can do for our homeless community. Like, it's, I shouldn't complain uh, a whole lot. Like we just have to keep doing this and do what we can. Yeah, it's a it's a very weighty thing, and, and India specifically has a special impact. You, I, do you have family in India, or just in? No, um, just colleagues and uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Like being in the technology industry, um, India for. That there's lots of reasons for it, but they have a lot of their population in technology, and a lot of them are here in the U.S. as immigrants. And so we work 
really closely with many people from that region and as it does bring it home like we are connected to that and we know mm -hmm. people who are affected indirectly from that and we paypal our company has a strong presence in india so we're i know we're both on the phones quite often with our colleagues who actually work and live and work there so it's a pretty heavy thing to think about what's going on right there right now for sure right right so that said um so this past week um i've been trying to you know the little times i have i've been trying to make progress on absorbable uh trying to get the the latest um homeless data set from the hud into it and and visualize it there it comes in an excel format and uh, it's a, a bit of a it's not the biggest file it's only like uh, six meg um, but the way javascript reads excel or the module that reads that it's um, it seems to be choking on it um, so i have to do I, I was hoping that i didn't have to massage any of this so i can plug in a new data set the next time but looks like that's not going to happen i have to do some pre-processing to get into csv before uh uh, before using it in observable so that's um and my uh, <laughs> first of all problem complaining about my computer here it's uh, it's it's laggy and slow <laughs> uh, tempted to to just replace this with a faster one yeah the observer the observable is a software tool that allows you to inspect data i think we talked about it in the past episodes yeah yeah it, it is a uh, uh for <laughs> it, it makes sense for those that, that are in the technical field when i say it's a uh javascript version of the python notebooks mm, yeah okay okay mm. uh it's it's yeah it, and with java so it's all front end only very with um it's it uh, yeah it's it's a bit i don't know how to put this uh reactive front end with uh, uh async calls to wherever but mostly free of backends um but you can connect to aws or aws instance or storage and so forth yeah but you could feed um, spreadsheet data yes. into it. Yeah, uh, you you attach them. Oh, so you, yeah, you attach them, uh, preferably CSV. That's um, mm. because the XLS is um, it's uh, the module that reads that it's uh, it's it's not very effective. I see. Is it? Uh, it's a cloud-based tool, or do you? Yes. Yes, okay. it is a cloud-based tool, and it is connected to, like notebooks, uh, is very well integrated into a uh, versioning control, uh, version control like GitHub, and so, um, as when you when I create a version, uh, as or I can save, I can revise them, and others can use mine as well, uh, and it becomes a collaboration, like. People can take some snippets of my piece into their, uh, oh, I, I'm not sure what they call it, notebook, um, but I, 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 they might call it notebook as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Notebooks is a cool tool we have access to at work. So this is similar, but JavaScript yes. instead of Python. Right. And it's uh, it's free. Or yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's we, if you, yeah, like with GitHub or Bitbucket, um, the, the free is mostly for open source, open mm -hmm. projects where you know, uh, there are premium features like yeah. collaboration with team. No, those things, those features uh, you know, will cost some okay. on the fee. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of doing Tableau um, mm -hmm. before, but Tableau do require um, it, it, the licensing fees is quite hefty. Um, so and I'll try to get this. Let's get more traction before I, <laughs> I I bring in bring Tableau in. Right. Yeah. Tableau is pretty nice, but yeah, if we can find free versions, that's always cool. Yes. Um, cool. How about you? Yeah, I've I'm a little bit slow. I'm on a very slow track right now, but I'm one thing about what I'm trying to do is I had a couple ideas of how to extend our website, which we are hosting on WordPress right now. And for one thing, I wanted to have a page where we could just track headlines as like a feed where you could see the whatever is happening in the world. It's preferably local, but elsewhere as well about homelessness just kind of feed down just so we can kind of uh, have a central aggregator of homelessness um, as it's being reported there's a lot of news and journal uh, a lot of reporting happening right now i know the arizona republic is fairly consistently reporting on this issue so i was kind of jumping into that a bit and i realized i'm really getting frustrated um, fighting WordPress, the tool. So I decided I needed to take some, uh, do a deep dive on WordPress and really get good at it. I felt like that would be a, an investment worth making. And so I went to Udemy and I started a class. Um, I kind of sucked into the WordPress for developer class, which if we go this, if the, the skills I'm developing from this class we would probably have to host WordPress as an install on a, a kind of a, a hosting place so that we can do a lot of tweaks, code-based tweaks. But I thought it would be good to get, even if we end up not doing that, it would be good to get really a good understanding of the architecture of WordPress. And um, maybe it's a little bit overkill, but I, I, I find it interesting nonetheless. <laughs> um, discovering that WordPress is a PHP site and it does offer a fairly rich library that may, allows you to extend it and customize it with your own kind of extensions and you could make your own themes and obviously they have a rich plugin architecture so i'm pretty excited it's, just, it's kind of a whole opening up a whole new world for um me so it's just kind of interesting so some of it is i i have this tendency of like diving going down this hole so i'm not totally sure how much of it's going to be relevant but i think it's going to be worth knowing this and um, especially if we want to use wordpress as our platform for um hosting um kind of yeah, stuff I, yeah I, I think so we'll we'll invest in and see yeah. um yeah yeah so that's what i've so I, i've taken a bit of a, a pause to ramp up on on wordpress um, 
And it's interesting, Udemy, a little bit of a hack is the cool thing about learning on Udemy or on these virtual classes is you could do double speed on the on the training and then pause it when if you need to slow down. So a lot of it I it it's presented for a broad audience. Um, so some of it's really easy. So I could just speed through those parts. So that's kind of nice versus, you know, going to a regular classroom and you're just kind of stuck there. <laughs> so it allows you to, to customize your, your way through it, which I, I find helpful. Anyway, that's, that's what I'm doing. Agree. Agree. And yeah, just as I know, I would went through uh, a machine learning course, um, on Udemy as well on my uh, uh, Easter break with my mm. son in Marfa, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> it was, um, it, it was a, a good break and uh, I wake up in the morning and just do uh, two, three hours of uh, that class to XP and uh, was able to finish like all of it in uh yeah, five days. Uh, it's it's quite a long one, but um, I yeah, didn't get to practice it much, though. Um, yeah, so. this WordPress as a class is fairly long too. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but it's cool. It's it's cool. I I really like the resources available right now to learn things. It's mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Yes, Scott. Before um, when we uh, before I start recording, uh, you were uh talking or sharing about um you know you, you, this concern that you have if you ever become homeless uh, do you want to talk about that <laughs> yeah today? so yeah we i'm gonna we're gonna end on a little bit of a therapy session um <laughs> um yeah i and, and you know we're, we are kind of um trying to uh, really one of the reasons why I thought about going down this path in terms of helping out people who are homeless. I just been thinking a bit recently and I, this has been an ongoing thought in my life. Just we all feel vulnerable because I think we all are vulnerable in many ways and some people feel it more profoundly than others. Um, but you know, you never know what life can do to you. And I just imagining for me, my, just lately I've been imagining what would happen if a series of events occurred in my life that pushed me into a, a place where I could become homeless. And my thought would be, I would hope that there would be a, a concerned people in my life that would reach out and help and worry about me and feel concern. But what I worry about is that when I see people on the streets, in like laying on the sidewalk, we don't see them as human beings with rich lives and a backstory and a soul worthy of pain. And I'm worried that, um, that we've just kind of discarded them. And that's my fear is I could feel that sense of despair in my soul if that's what happened to me, if that, if I was in their shoes, if I felt like the world just discarded me and kind of pushed me aside and was willing to move on without me. And um, that thought just was terrifying. And so it just made me feel like we need, I need to be on the opposite side of that, you know, concerns. It's a lot though. There's a lot of people 
suffering in many ways. And a lot of people on the streets, a lot of homelessness, the homeless problem is big. Um, and it's hard to feel the burden of all these people. So it does get overwhelming and I get that part, but if we could just do a little bit, um, just to keep them in our thoughts, but also more, if we could do our part to reach out to them, I think that would be helpful. And I, if you don't mind, I have a couple of kind of thoughts along these lines. One is there's a, a novel. I no, I, I think it's a memoir. I think it's true um, story about, it's called A Thousand Splendid Sons. Have you heard of that book? No. Yeah. Wait, it's a, yeah. is it? Uh, uh, I, I, go ahead. Um, who's the author? Uh, I don't remember the author. It, I have okay. it back here on my bookshelf. I can't okay. But it, it's about um, slums in India. And um, and there's a particular one in partic that's, I can't remember the city of India, but it's this really big slum, one of the biggest in that, in that area. And it just, uh, the book is so brilliant because it talks about the lives of people in those slums. And there's this one part that really hit me. This man who was one of the, there's kind of a hierarchy even in the slums. There's like a class system that kind of gets set up there. There's some people doing better than other people. But this one man who was on the lower part of the hierarchy in the slums, he was just picking up trash or recycling, hoping to make whatever money he could get from that. He gets run over by a car and he just like laying on the sidewalk, just hurt and nobody helps. They just kind of walk by and eventually he dies. And then the police come and pick him up. And then they, they don't even bother to figure out if he's, if anybody knows him or they don't bother to figure out his name and they just um, put him, they get, make up a name for him and that's it. Um, and that just, hit me. I, I don't think it's a commentary on India. I don't want to say that, but I think it happens everywhere um, where there's people that just get discarded. So that's one experience. And another experience about India too, I, I did go to India early in 2000, around the year 2000 to do a, a, a bit of a trip. And I did some volunteer work there and I did see a, quite a bit of poverty there. Um, I think the country's doing a bit better now, but I, I poverty is everywhere, obviously. But it was, I just remember this experience there, just feeling very vulnerable. Because um, you kind of feel like, why you see this poverty, why them and not me? I don't know if have you ever felt that? Like, why aren't I the one suffering in that poverty? Like, it just seems very random that I was on this trip doing volunteer work instead of being one of them that I was like running into like on the streets or whatever. Um, so it's just, um, that's just the way I'm feeling. It's just this vulnerability and the way to, I think to overcome that vulnerability is to uh, lean into it and to um, just offer yourself in whatever way we can to help connect in, connect with others. And I think that's where we 
um, pull out of our vulnerability. I think where we become a little more less vulnerable is in our networks, in our connections. Um, and I had like one final, final thought on this. Um, I think we talked about that author of that book who came and presented to PayPal the other day about like the best companies and the way they work and the way they work is they empower people. And, and, and what he makes the case for is he thinks the best companies is not that they have like the best people that work for them. Um, he thinks like everybody can do great work and in given the right context, it's more the culture of that company and empowering people, allowing them to, bring their best selves in and and pull as much as that out of them as they can. And that's the way I, I think as well. I, I feel like we're all capable. And it's not just about seeing them as in need of our charity, but to see them as our brothers and sisters who are who have a, a lot to offer me, who have more to share with me to help me in my vulnerability. Like they, we all should have an opportunity to work and to contribute and to participate in this interconnected world. And I wish we, then that, that to me is what we need to try to build is a culture where we're just taking care of each other. I don't know if you had any thoughts or responses to any of that. <laughs> That's uh, thanks uh, Scott, first of all for sharing and being open about this and i yeah that that's a lot there um and there's definitely a lot of thoughts that i have uh i definitely can relate a lot uh, like to begin with you know i think like how i started uh the conversation today uh it I'm, you know, I could be, you know, I, I look back at my life. Um, I, I, I never, I mean, I'm not the most talented or, yes, I, I have worked hard, but I also, I won't say I'm the most hardworking one. And uh, I, I do come from Malaysia and as an immigrant into United States. Um, like uh, the things that I did as a um, as a student and in, in school, high school, um, doesn't necessarily uh, open doors for me. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I I I I got the next stepping stone uh, to the next thing. But like you said, like you know, looking all that like where I'm at today, it's just so like unexpected. Uh, I don't, I don't, I was going to say dumb luck, but it isn't uh, because I, because, um, well, the, the faith that I have is that um, this is not dumb luck and, um, it's um, what you call it, destiny or, or whatever that is that I um, I uh, I'm I'm put in this place for whatever reason that I cannot understand. So given that, um, there's just a lot. Um, 
this responsibility for for others i guess it, it comes back to being um we call it his hand and his heart uh, to to help others around that that need those so and the other thing is as i get older and through my life experience i also see uh, whatever i can do on my own can easily go away and i cannot solve a lot of problems that i have and i see a lot of struggles in in more ways than than that I, I see more struggles. I understand more struggles now better than I have I was before because I was too into myself. Uh, but now, you know, like as I get older, I can see, for example, my mental capability. If for whatever reason, uh, dementia, Alzheimer sets in, uh, it will start to unravel what I can do for myself. And if, and I see a lot of, uh, those that are out there like you, you we don't recognize them we don't understand them because um, they have a certain like mental illness is one of those things and it is hard I can see how it can be hard to take care of somebody that that is that has a struggle in their head um, uh, so it, I, it's um and I, I think the back to what makes America great is that this, on one hand, that rugged individualism, uh, it does, you know, enable or push for like great things to happen. And, uh, and I, I really like that. I think it's a fit for me to, uh, to be in this place where you can dream big things and people actually, yeah, go for it, like, and 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 get that done. But at the same time, like, I feel like the Eastern culture have this more uh, taking care of your elders or your uh, your family, your extended family, the 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 social network, like we you <laughs> do not think. Uh, too much about yourself <laughs> take you know take care of uh, the people around you uh, or especially the family extended family and that knits the community much better together um, and that I feel it's a missing piece uh, in like I, I come home to my neighborhood uh, we don't interact much with the rest of our neighbors and uh, those seems to be how that's that's America that I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I do like that blend of we need that rugged individualism and people striving to accomplish as much as they can, but um, tempered with this responsibility to your community um, and you know, to your family and that Eastern kind of approach of and the interconnectedness uh, of in our responsibilities to each other. I think those two ideas blended together, I think is the right model. I like that. I think that's where you're heading with that comment, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and that's, that's what I at least try to do um, both career and, and at home, like, you know, I, 
like coming back to the big rocks, right? I, I, there are like this thing. Uh, I, I want to get it off. Uh, I want to help more. Um, and at work, there are challenges, and I, uh, I, I love solving big problems. But you know, at at the top most, I feel like the most important thing I need to focus on is is my family, my my wife, uh, my children and uh, my colleagues, my friends around me. And, and really, uh, at the end of the day, like, what am I doing for them? How am I helping them? What are their struggles? And how can I be uh, a, a shoulder for them or uh, walk alongside them? So those are the things I, I like to do more. Both, I mean, of course, uh, at home, like, you know, I, I need to do less work and spend more time with my kids, uh, my wife. And at work, like, it, it, at work and around friends, it's, it's a bit, especially at work, it's, it's more tricky. Like, on, on one hand, like, <laughs> there is uh, things you need to deliver. But like you said, um, the culture, like, how we support one another i feel like that's a key part of uh, empowering and enabling others but that's not well measured yeah although i don't know that anything at work is well measured in terms of uh, our true, performance true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a good point there yes yeah yeah, we don't have like a box score tracking our like rebounds and points scored like they do in sports. Mm -hmm. So they like the meritocracy at work is very subjective and it, uh, a lot of it is based on impressions and reputation. But they do, I know like um, when they consider you for promotion, they do um, look at like what other people think about you so in that way i guess if you're a person that helps others that will come out mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's just the the day-to-day -day, like you know in the agile team uh <laughs> like to stand up like uh it's um i, I don't yeah in your in your story points uh <laughs> i don't know how it's I actually sometimes I ask that to uh, uh, not I see but individual not, not um, uh, the the managers like so what's the story you're working on <laughs> uh, yeah um, the, is is there a, a epic on their um, the stuff that I'm working on but I guess I guess not my uh, the answer that I got is no the um, and this stuff isn't tracked in Jira. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, no, but, but going back, um, okay. I think this idea of meritocracy is also a bit of a trap. I, I do think it's important. Like you want to map people where they can make the most difference. And obviously you can, see some people more talented than other people in certain things i mean there that's very apparent but i feel like if you turn that knob too far 
um, you're just going to underperform both in as a company and as society because I do think that we're all and this is this is a religious statement too. This is my faith. I think we're all like children of God, and we all have this. Um, we're all much more capable than we think, and some of it is just like you said earlier. So much of it is luck, where you are born in the right family, got the right education, um, got and the, the whole college admission stuff is a bit of a crapshoot, right? Like, yeah. But even that, like when I say the the luck part, or um, it's not just like being at the like if if I look back at my life, like I don't think um I I did the right thing in school. Uh, I don't think I had the the best grade. I don't think I went to the right college. I um, um yeah how but still for whatever reason i end up here and is is not easy to to get a citizenship as an immigrant uh and and the the, the thing about having a, a job that would take an immigrant a h1b um and and then you know there's a whole process behind it uh ensuring that you know it's not taking jobs from you know, American that that needs that, that wants that. Uh, all that is just so. Uh, I would say, un, uh, it, yeah, all this lines up into it's it's a un ex, uh, the the connecting the dots. Like all these dots, I feel it's a it's some dots that don't really. There's so many. Uh, <laughs> unexpected connection that ends up here uh yeah it's um i guess it's all really luck it's um yeah mix of luck i mean uh so you won how did you so you apply for h1b visa to yeah. get here and you just got it because no, oh, okay know. right yeah. so um after so <laughs> yeah I, I I just fool around so much all my time um, and milestone I still struggle with today. <laughs> Growing up, you know, uh, in in school, uh, I just can't wait for school to end because like this homework thing, I just don't get it. Like it's stuff that I have to hand in on time. Like it's I always struggle with that. I just need to get. Uh, but today I still struggle. Then. Um, with not having the best grip, but yeah, fine. Um, uh, uh, UNCL Kentucky uh, got me, and then uh, I. The thing is, I I am capable if I put my effort into it. But anyway, uh, I fool around again in in college. Couldn't get my stuff together, and uh, if I, if I something I, I like, I I get good, but. Uh, in the end, uh, after I graduated from a bachelor's degree, um, I didn't know what to do. Um, but I, I'd like to continue, but uh, I couldn't get into graduate school because of my GPA. And um, <laughs> they see you sort of taken uh, a lot of the graduate courses already. You didn't really do too well. Yeah, I, I didn't do too well. I really enjoy it, but I didn't do too well with all the the projects um, because I just 
didn't care about them. <laughs> so I, I didn't get to, I couldn't get into graduate school, so I had to look for a job. But as a computer science, like, uh, with ju just a bachelor as a immigrant that has no ability to work in United States, but there is a year of practical training, okay, uh, that I could. So I just, um, I, I, I did one year of a network technician for University of Kentucky, just for that. But that was a, a non, there is no future for that. I don't see myself like um, the, the H-1B is not an option there. But later on, and so happened, my wife's uncle had this startup in Arizona, Phoenix, and uh, it's uh, in the semiconductor tech. And I interviewed there, and I, it was just him giving me this uh, this option, and and that's and as an immigrant, then the company has to offer uh, to do H one B for me, and that was the only way that I could stay and and work in the United States. But once that is there, uh, there's still all of this. So the H one B only lasts for uh, three years. You can renew one more time for another three years and total six years. That's it. After that, um, either if, if, I, if I don't become a citizen uh, or green, don't get a green card uh, after five years with that, then I, I have to go back to Malaysia. But uh, in that six years, you know, in that startup that I was in, uh, it seems like every year, every two years, in the semiconductor cyclical years, like there are good years, and we have to work really, really hard to to get things out the door. But then the the year, the next year, it's like we got a close shop. Uh, there's just no business, and there's that constant fear of losing that job because the company just is. We went at one time, we were at 50 employees. We're down to four. And I was one of those four that was kept around. Uh, and <laughs> it, it, I could have lost that opportunity to, to, to stay in the United States. So and I think I got a lot of my white hair from, from those times. And um, there were times that, like, you know, I, I didn't take, I was working 100 hours a week and no vacation for a long time in a uh, customer site in, in the Philippines. And I remember, um, you know, I, you know, just finishing a, a customer qualification and uh, just want to take off uh, for two weeks in Japan and uh, just late night, you know, brain not thinking right and, uh mess up the whole system setup that we have there, uh, really make a big damage on the production floor. Um, and I have to cancel that and, and stick around to make sure that we, the company survived that, that damage and um, that we could still keep the contract uh, going for, for our customer there. So, so these things, um, there's so many things that could have happened that like just kicked me out um you know uh 
and yeah um and so the where i'm at today uh it's just things sort of align and i can see definitely for those that uh, have struggled in in one way or another it's just these some of these steps uh just didn't quite quite get right and and um and it, it turned out in a negative way for them much more than um like i have all these things that was at the brink but didn't quite uh and uh, fortunately came out in a positive way yeah well i mean you're willing to work that hard i i, I know that you were under a lot of it was like an existential motivation because your H1B visa was at stake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Um, so that's, well, that's, yeah, I, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way too, because I, uh, I, I had that ability, um, Right. And yes, giving that time of, I had that ability, but still is is that things that out of my I just did my best. But the ability part is is a very tricky thing because like um you cannot you know like um there is this thing about having the right ability at the right time or at the right place and sometimes you just don't have it uh you just have you just have the wrong ability at the wrong time at the wrong place right right uh and and also we do have to consider like um while i have this ability in this and so things align but if you put me in a situation where i need something else i i i I probably would have failed uh, and specifically, you know, going to uh, things that we struggle with in our head, uh, our emotion, like, um, you know, and I, I, I start to see uh, mental illness as another health issues that we have because I, I, I see you know, obesity is, is a big problem in the United States. Like we, for whatever reason, um, the, the things that makes us easy to be fed or uh, like is is not helping. It, we're starting to learn this now that it is not helping physically in our body and our health. Uh, whether it's uh, the sugar or whatever that is, okay. And we're trying to improve on that, and 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 um, and it's just clear we're we're we're, we're addressing that problem or at least we're starting to understand that problem but i think like uh the mental health issue for me uh i i feel this is why well, it's always existed but i feel like in the last decade especially like the the way technology you know um have definitely made things better but also um like like anything, the downside of it, I think we're starting to see like uh, how it can affect like uh, mood or uh, how we our mental health and and so forth. Uh, compounding on I don't know existing mental health issue, whether it's uh, uh, Alzheimer's or, or, or um, 
depression and, and those things. Yeah. No, there's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> no, and I think the message here is um, life. There's a lot of luck in life, whether good or bad. And um, it's, so it's hard to be, well, we should be careful about judging or condemning those who are struggling a lot more than we are. And, um, you know, and those people who are doing better than us should, um, or those people, those of us who are doing well should recognize the luck and that kind of happens. And, you know, it's not, nothing's that easy. I mean, there's, it's a, some combination of luck and, you know, but even, even our ability to work hard or the skills we have, so much of that is just the luck of our genetics or yes. the luck of being taught that way or being in the right family or having the right school or making just uh having the right friends at the right time right like it's just uh there's just it's hard to like it's very hard to take credit for anything really if you could get down to it so i'm not saying that we should we should um work hard and act like our lives are in our 100% control. We should do as much as we can. But at the same time, I just feel like we need to recognize how much randomness we're living under. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, we, this is a very much longer um, podcast than we normally have. So we can probably, unless you have any final concluding thoughts. You can no, I, like um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, well, uh, I I think it's a good therapy for for both mm -hmm. of us, and um, uh, yeah, um, and it's it's our time capsule in some sense, and uh, I I look forward to looking back at some point. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, our kids can like whoa. <laughs> It'd be it would be nice if uh, my like if I could hear a session like this with my grandparents, right? Like it would be yeah. kind of cool. So yeah. Cool. All right, yeah. Sue. Well, I, um, hopefully we will keep on the journey and hopefully we'll have a great rest for day. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Thank have you. Have a nice weekend. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye.